0: I don't, I don't know. I have no story ready for you. So I'm just going to make up. I don't know some, what you're going to do. Some bullshit. And low it. across the fields of Fair Missouri. Is there some intro music? Well, no intro music. We have yet. something that gets added somewhere. I don't know.
1: Us down, folks. Welcome to a fabulous new edition of Missouri Swagger. I'm Dennis
0: Hopeless. And you sound terrific, Dennis. You sound amazing. I, I love that it only took us 22 minutes to make that happen. 22 minutes and 24 hours of podcasting.
2: <laughs> I'm Kyle Strom. And this guy, if the camera, if, if it looks right, if I'm really pointing at him, this guy... You're pointing on? to me
0: because you're not yeah, my- I am on my screen. <laughs> this and guy. I'm, I'm Cullen Buck. <laughs> How's it going, guys?
2: Fine. Day 54. I can
1: barely hear you now. Uh-oh. You can barely hear me? Yeah, you guys are real quiet. That's <laughs> all right. We'll make it work. I don't pay that much attention anyway. I was say, I,
0: you don't really care what we say.
2: We'll talk loudly. Just turn it way up, and then uh, that'll work for you. Well, it is way up, I think. We'll cut this part out.
0: Will we? we? No, we won't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all, uh, It's as loud as I can make it.
2: All right. Uh, so today is the 8th, May 8th. Is it? It sounds right. It is May 8th, and I have a special surprise for the show.
1: I'm oh,
2: going to open this package that I received. I what hope. is it? Well, you're about to find out. I you hope your oh, mail so is only a special surprise right, if you know there's something
1: in there we're going to care about. I what now? You opening your mail is only a special surprise if you know for sure there's something in there we're going to care about. Well, I don't think you're going to care about it,
2: but some people will care about it.
0: Some Cthulhu Wars nonsense.
2: No, it's not that.
0: I was going to say, he better not be getting a Cthulhu Wars nonsense if I'm not getting Cthulhu Wars nonsense. All right. What do we got?
2: It's the Baby Yoda.
0: You got a Baby <laughs> Yoda figure?
2: I pre-ordered it like six months ago. Look how tiny he is. I expected it to be a bigger package. Well, he's a baby. He is. Well, Does he have a snake? This is 1.1 inches tall. Does he have a Does gimmer it, stick? No. Nah. What? That's, don't be stupid.
1: I guess you don't need a gimmer
0: stick as a baby.
2: Let's compare.
0: Yeah. So there's know. there's the Yoda. I like.
2: Looks about right, right? Yeah, yeah that's what he. That he not has a
0: gimmer stick. Do you know how? Uh, <laughs> how many times I went to K and K Toys in the mall in Goldsboro, North Carolina. Asking them if they had that little Yoda with the orange snake, week, day after day, week after week, until they finally got it. They were so tired of me. I bet they were. But you got it, right? I did get it. But I wanted that Yoda figure more than anything in the world. Were you polite so or f- were you obnoxious? What'd you say? Were you, so polite? were you polite or were you obnoxious? Oh, I was a very polite kid all the time. I, was a, I, was, I didn't become a jackassy, obnoxious a hole until much later in life.
2: What I like about this Baby Yoda is after uh, the show came out, after the Mandalorian aired and everybody loved Baby Yoda, in the span of about three days, the headlines uh, the headlines started saying, the Mandalorian, there won't be Baby Yoda toys for Christmas because of the, that was the headline, no Baby Yoda toys for Christmas. And then step by step in my newsfeed, I would get new stories about this this baby Yoda, uh, tragedy. And they changed within a matter of hours. They went, no baby Yoda toys, no baby Yoda toys because John Favreau wanted things to be a surprise. Uh, no baby Yoda toys because, um, Oh shoot. What's his name? The guy who played Lando in, um, uh, in solo. Glover, Donald Glover, right? Yeah. Uh, no baby Yoda toys because Donald Glover because of Donald Glover. But what happened was Donald Glover had told Jon Favreau that people like to be surprised. Nobody's surprised about anything anymore. And that's a commodity. So if you don't tell anybody about this baby Yoda, people are going to lose their minds. And he pointed to Beyonce who will just drop an album and say, you get more advertising from everybody freaking out that Beyonce dropped a surprise album than you get from anything else. And uh, after that became part of the narrative, the headline changed. Like two days later, the headline changed to Beyonce's fault. There are no Baby Yoda toys.
1: <laughs> Which, on some level, I suppose is true.
2: Maybe in that in that Beyonce way didn't
1: it. exist and wasn't extremely good at a, whatever that is, viral album dropping.
2: It might be true
1: then that reference wouldn't have. Of course, somebody else would probably do that.
2: I, I also think that they didn't have faith in the Baby Yoda phenomenon because otherwise they would not They would never have made that decision if they knew it was going to be huge. They never would have been like, yeah, whatever. Do what you want. Because when the new movie came out, The Rise of Skywalker, that little droid that with the wheel,
0: yeah.
2: I don't remember what his name is. Wheelie. Well, there yeah, are. They have everything with that thing. They thought that was going to be the new.
0: The they should have put their money on Babu Freak because he was the thing have. everybody would have loved. I would have bought a Babu Freak toy. I bought a C three PO
2: just to get the Babu Freak toy.
0: It was scale is
2: problematic
1: on Babu Freak. I
2: no, yeah, plush.
1: Yeah, no, but yeah, that the,
2: yeah. the droid they made him into lamps. They made him into everything. Yeah, and it's sad because There are photos of these big, like bins full of stuffed versions of him that they'll never sell. Uh,
1: unsaleable.
2: Unsaleable. So anyway,
1: good, good, good work with the baby Yoda. I like it. I like the
2: packaging. That's that's a uh, collector's mentality this packaging. This is good packaging. I don't feel the need to open this. Right, because you see him. Unless you're going to play with him, I'm going to open. Well, it. But what could you do with it? I'll put it next to my Babu freak.
1: Right. I mean, I understand what you're going to do with it, but I'm saying playing with that thing is moving its arms up and down.
2: Well, the funny thing is, this is the Black Series Baby Yoda. So the Black Series are those really nice ones, mm-hmm. and this one, he's in scale.
0: I uh, I don't, I don't have any of those. I, I have mean, IG88. That reminds me, I went to a convention a little while back, and uh, they had some real Ghostbusters action figures, and I know Kyle likes real Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. so uh. I texted him and I, I took pictures of him and sent him the message. I said, do you want these? I'll pick them up for you. And you know, you can reimburse me. And you know, we went back and forth. How much were they? And they were too much, more than Kyle wanted to spend. And the guy had priced them that way because they were still in the original packaging. And uh, he, he said, well, yeah. So I told him, he's like, so do your friend want those? And I said, well, no. So he, he only, you know, he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to spend that much because he's going to take him out of the, the package anyway. And the guy was like, Oh, what, what he's going to take him out of the pack. And I was like, yeah, he's going to play with them. I guess I don't know what he's going to do with them. Uh, but he was, thinking really upset that you were going to open those Ghostbuster toys if you bought them. Mm. I don't think he would have sold them to me at this, at that point.
2: He would have, he would have taken them. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so while I was digging today for, what we're going to talk about on this episode, I came across some things. Firstly, Dennis, Colin's story reminded me. I was at a convention, and I saw this, and I asked if your kids wanted it, and you said yes. So yes. at some point, this will make that. its way to your children.
1: Panther was by far um, the most badass Thundercat. Look at him; he's pretty cool. He's got like Thunderdome suspenders.
2: He does. Yeah, you wouldn't want to. You wouldn't want him to toss you over his shoulder. And, I mean, uh, depends on where you're headed. And one more. So, after the episode where we talked about our most tragic toys that broke when we were kids, my good friend Andy Schneeflock listened to that episode. And my birthday was coming up. So, he sent me this Webster, which was my toy uh-huh. that tragically broke because it has a zip line. That um, dude's name is
0: Webster? Web Store. Web Store. A oh, Web Store. Okay, that's a little more cool.
2: Are you ready? I don't think you're ready. I don't think you're ready. Oh. You
0: broke him again. I swear it would been be awesome if you broke him right then.
2: That's all I have to say about toys. Uh, let's move on.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, so I, made it, uh, I, I spent the last couple of days uh, crafting us a TikTok. Um, one of the things that I've been doing in uh, quarantine and during the period of time earlier in the year when I... Uh, had to live with my mother because my house is being worked on, is I got invested in TikTok. I've been watching TikToks, and TikTok is the new social media platform that the kids, the kids is watch.
0: Is that that thing where young kids convince
1: older people to dance? I mean, that happens. But, <laughs> uh, so
2: how do you get to our TikTok?
1: It's Missouri Swagger. You, you look it up. But our TikTok, much like everything I do on this show or related to this show, uh, I, I just made some really bad attempts and threw them up there to see what would happen just to, to create it. Um, but it was interesting, the process of going back through old shows and using my phone to record my laptop playing them and then clip, cutting them into clips for TikTok um, is I have some thoughts on how we could make the show more entertaining uh, that I won't share on the show, but rewatching old shows turns out is a good way to make new shows better. Uh, yeah, but makes also, sense. If
0: Only if only you had used any of that knowledge before this episode.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, I got a microphone. Well, by the way, my audio was so bad in the first couple episodes, I almost didn't post them.
0: Oh yeah, it was awful. The I, really I watched the first episode again the other night, and I was like, it, "You were." It, it was impossible to listen to you.
1: Believe it or not, it has gotten better.
0: So, I believe so it. I it.
1: Uh, but yeah, our audio got better. Um, also, we were very dry in the first episode. I think we figured out after you a while mean,
2: that you you needed to be drunk. Is that what you mean?
1: No, I mean it was. It was we were not giving each other shit. It was a lot more um, aust- austere. Is that the word? Um, the other thing that I have figured out about. So what I've mostly been doing is taking old swagger stories and cutting down just little bits of them to put on there. Uh, We should practice our swagger stories before we tell them because all three of us, we have really good stories (laughs) that we have not told in a while and we just start fucking talking. And so there'll be periods (laughs) in the middle where we will explain unnecessarily details that have nothing to do
0: with the setup and punchline. I Uh, have, I have been lobbying to get rid of the swagger stories forever. So why every story you tell, every
2: story you tell is a swagger story.
1: That's the other thing is that we, it's like we wait till the end to tell swagger stories, but the whole fucking show has become swagger stories. Um, So we're going to do it anyway. But when we tell the ones like the, like our, uh, I don't know, our tales of yore that we have that we like, like our bar stories, we should practice which one we're going to tell, if we're going to tell one, because if we cut some of the fat out, they'd be better.
2: And Colin and I were talking earlier today and Colin, you're, or Dennis and I were talking. See, I should have writ- written the story down, but uh, Colin, you're telling the Swagger story today.
0: I don't know what story that is. So how can I practice it? I don't know. I I have no story ready for you. So I'm just going to make up. I don't know what you're going to do. Some bullshit. And low across the fields of Fair Missouri.
1: So basically all that is to say, go to our TikTok, be unimpressed. Uh, I want you to follow us and and comment. You can mock us. You can explain what we've done wrong. You tell Mm -hmm. us what you want to see more of. Um, But yeah. I don't want to be mocked. Why not? We're going to be mocked. I, th- I was expecting us to be mocked because TikTok is full of mockery. It's a bunch of children making fun of each other. Uh, and we got some views, like not a ton, but no one so far has made fun of us, which was very surprising <laughs> to me.
2: You know, I was kind of looking there, forward to being roasted. Huh? Did they? Uh, is there a hair emoticon with just hair? So well,
1: just... there's probably something. On there, because you can. They have those stickers, like the little animated gift sticker thing, so you can drop on. Which is what I've been using because I'm 110 years old. Okay. I don't know, man. Cool. So it's the wild. Thanks, Dennis.
2: Everybody, yeah. you should go check out our TikTok. I'm gonna check it out. I have I downloaded TikTok, but I have our views. It our views increased days. from it.
1: Our right. views increased significantly from it on the really first episode and the last, and the most recent episode. So it worked on some level. Cool. This is great radio, by the way. Everybody, great, Everybody check out TikTok,
2: Colin. Another thing I found while I was digging around today relates directly to your dungeon game. It's the Dungeons and Dragons Choose Your Own oh, Adventure yes. book, Dungeon of Dread. That's right. And this other one, Mountain of Mirrors.
0: Let me see, Mountain of Mirrors. Mm-hmm. yeah i have that one for certain somewhere you're gonna well, give me that dungeon of dread one though
2: i'm not giving you this but yes you are i remember the one thing i remember is this pool there's a key in it but it was a reflection of the key hanging above it yeah, was a very
0: water weird comes out and grass. Like
2: so if you read that book make your decision based on knowing the key is hanging above that's all i
0: got spoilers you're supposed to come on kyle you got to let these people get through these adventures on their own. Well,
2: before we uh, dive into our topic today, uh, where can you be found on the internet, Cullen?
0: So you can find me at cullenbunn.com and you can follow me on social media. Uh, the best place is Twitter, uh, so it's uh, just at Cullen Bun, and you can also find me on Patreon under the name Cullen Bun. So check Dennis, all of those things out.
2: Dennis, you can be found... Missouri
1: Swagger on TikTok. Uh, I've, we can all be found there eventually. Um, I'm going to make these guys do the dances and uh, the trends. If, we play, trends if we, we
2: play DDr, I will. We can put it on the TikTok. That'll be, light them up. That'll burn the house down. It, it'll burn it all the way down. The internet uh, cable fibers will explode.
1: And then I'm hopeless dent on Twitter. Or you can search my name on Twitter. That's where I'm the most.
2: And I am. Uh, you can find me on Patreon. Kyle Strom, and on Instagram, Kyle Strom underscore. And today, what are we talking about? What are we talking about, guys?
0: Comic books. Early comic book memories.
2: We're talking about, yes, early comic book memories. Specifically, well, I'm going to be talking about the first comic I bought in a store.
0: See, I... I'm going to talk about one of my most vivid early comic book memories. It couldn't have been the first comic I bought because I remember reading it in a different house, but it was a the, the book I, I'm talking about had a big impact on me. So,
2: what about you, Dennis? Did you find yours?
0: I dug
1: through every single box I have down there. Did you really find? Yes, I did, and I'm I'm I could find neither Planetary number nine, I believe. Hold on, I'll tell you. Uh, nor could I find. It was planetary number, sorry, son of a bitch. There it is. Number nine. Yeah. (laughs) Planetary number nine. Uh, And there was an issue of Firestorm that I remembered the cover vividly of this issue of Firestorm and what was on it. And I went and I have now looked at every single digital cover of Firestorm available on the internet and either I don't really remember the cover, like what I'm remembering must be a splash page on the inside, because I bought five based on the villains and the storyline, and they are not correct.
2: Huh. So, you bought five <laughs> issues? Man, how many issue? how many volumes of Firestorm are there?
1: There have only been three. One was a mini-series in the 70s, which it was not part of, and then it ran for like 100 issues from the early 80s through the early 90s, and it was somewhere in there. Um, I don't. I don't know. I thought it had an ice skating lady on the front, and some sort of thorn villain that was shooting her with, with thorns. Uh, but none of that uh, parses. I did a lot of research, um, and then reading the Planetary, I vividly remember the cover, which is Planetary on like a big arcade esque pinball machine. Um, but when I. F- when I was reading through it, I have no memory of the story whatsoever. It was basically they land on a planet that is some sort of game show planet, like with the Running Man, and then they get chased through,
2: like Avengers Arena,
1: sort of. Yeah, I was um, say, is that why do you, you
0: like arcade so much?
2: Do Maybe, you f- yeah? It's
0: like what?
2: Do you feel like <laughs> subcon- <laughs> Do you feel like uh, Avengers Arena was subconsciously influenced by this comic that you love?
1: No, because you guys are taking the famous arcade X Men issue where they're inside a pinball machine, which has arcade in it, but is nothing like Avengers Arena. And assuming that I conflated the two, but I was not even aware of that issue. No, I'm not saying. Terry. How
0: many children died in that issue of Planet Terry? What made you the way you are?
1: I don't know what made me the way. I don't think Planetary
0: made it. My point
1: is, I don't think... Th- those were the first two comics I bought. And I bought them at a Stucky's in a plastic bag. They put like a two-pack on a road trip. But based on the date of when Planetary came out, I probably couldn't even read whenever this happened. Because it would have happened in 1985 when I was four. Uh, so yeah, I'm guessing that's the reason I don't remember the story that much. Because I couldn't read it. Um, mm. The comics that... And then... At some point right after that, my dad broke into some someone's barn looking for old cars to try to buy and found a box of comics from the seventies. So he so broke
2: I, into their barn yeah. to try to buy an old car.
1: And when my dad's move, he he lived he worked several states, so his job was to repair irrigation systems that had been struck by lightning for golf courses. So he would drive around like a three state radius and go to these golf courses. So when he was in between state, like the cities he'd stop on these people's property and what people do with cars, they don't want anymore. If they have a barn is they cover them up with a tarp and they put them in the barn. So he found (laughs) if he would go snooping around in people's barns, he'd find old hot rods and shit that their kids left there that they hadn't thought of in years. And then he would make them low ball offers. Um, which is how I got a 1970 and a half Z28 when I was 13 that he never fixed. That's the other thing about my dad. He never actually did anything with cars. He was collecting. Mm-hmm. But my father was also a criminal. So if he was in there and nobody knew it <laughs> and he saw something he could carry out, like a box of comics, he did. So he brought me someone's comic book collection that had been in their barn rafters. And the only thing I remember being in there of note was Dark Shadows, number one. Mm-hmm which when I got my first wizard magazine that had the, the price guide in the back, if that comic was worth like $150 or something, but it had to have the poster for the out poster in the middle, which had been <laughs> removed from my copy.
2: <laughs> it was hanging on the wall of that barn.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the staples had been, he pulled it, but someone was careful. They like pulled the staples apart. So the uh-huh. staples were a bit loose.
2: They wanted that poster.
1: They did. So that's why when the when the Johnny Depp Dark Shadows movie came out, I had some point of reference, even though it predates. It's me. funny.
2: I remember uh, there was there was supposed to be a sequel to Beetlejuice. Um, there was a script written, a screenplay, and it was called Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian, and. <laughs> The screenplay has never been released online, but there have been enough leaks about what it was supposed to be about. Um, and it was about the Dietz family going to Hawaii and uh, Lydia falls in love with a surfer boy. And there are some giant like Easter Island heads that come to life and run amuck, And Beetlejuice enters a surfing competition. And I feel like after I saw that dark shadows movie, I feel like that was Tim Burton getting that out of his system. Cause that's the whole tone of that dark shadows movie. I feel like was what Beetlejuice goes Hawaiian felt like.
1: Beetlejuice goes Hawaiian sounds like a mashup of Beetlejuice and back to the beach. Yeah, that
2: it does. <laughs> I, also, I mean, also what? No, I got nothing. It,
1: also, it would have been like beta Goths in the sun to have a Beetlejuice ghost one, because Lydia in Hawaii would have been an amusing mm-hmm. visual.
2: And that's what the Barnabas Collins is in that movie. Uh, that movie was weird when uh, she was revealed to be a werewolf. That was out of nowhere. Why are you just spoiling shit right and left? Nobody knows what I'm talking about. i will still be I'm surprised. About... You do know?
0: Yeah. I, I watched that, that uh Dark Shadows, Beetlejuice movie.
2: My mom loved Dark Shadows. She said she would run home from school every day.
0: Yeah, my mom to make too.
2: sure that she could see it. And Evie and I have watched some of it. Uh, it's it's a, a it's a slow burn.
0: Well, it's um, an interesting. I was just talking to uh, to Brian Hurt uh, about it the other day about Dark Shadows because he's starting to watch it. And the thing that that he didn't realize is uh the, the characters that made Dark Shadows so popular when it was out, you know, are you obviously Barnabas Collins was a big deal. He didn't come into that show until two hundred episodes in.
2: Right. And when it's on like Netflix or whatever, that's the episode that they start. Yeah, they on
0: start with Barnabas. Because yeah. it was
2: it was failing and it was going to be off the air.
1: I like that it was failing after 200 episodes, and then they. <laughs> but back then, you only got to watch shit if you watched it the first time. It's not yeah. like they necessarily ever played it again. So they. Could it was
2: do, on. It was on five times a week. Yeah. So what's the math on that? Forty forty weeks, less than a year. Well, there was a
1: show called um, Oh God, Swan Crossing or something. It was like a children's soap opera, like a preteen soap opera that was on in the early 90s, and it had. I want to say it had Sarah Michelle Gellar as a teenager in it. It had some people, so like some people that were famous after that in it. But my sister and I watched it, and it seemed like it was on for four years. But it turns out it was on every single day of a mm-hmm. summer. So it was only on for three months, but there were like you know, two seasons worth of episodes.
2: Or so. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, there, somebody took old Doctor Who episodes, and they cut out – have you guys watched much old Doctor Who? When
0: I was no. a kid – I used to rush home from school Uh, to watch old Doctor Who episodes.
2: So I've only seen a couple of episodes. uh, And they're also a slow burn. I was entertained, but I was shown what what someone thought were the best. Um, But when Doctor Who leaves the house, he'll walk across the yard to get to his car for 20 seconds. And that's part of the show. So somebody went through and edited every Doctor Who down to a seven-minute episode. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and they took. I, know, I want to. I want him to walk to the car. But uh, uh, if they did that with Dark
2: Shadows, I feel like you could get through it a lot faster. I
0: I seem to remember PBS used to air three or four episodes of Dark of Doctor Who at a time, like in the afternoon. That's So we'd I'd rush home, and I could watch. Usually, most of the arcs of the old Doctor Who show were four episodes long. You could almost watch an entire arc of the story, mm-hmm. but. Uh, yeah, I I loved that when I was a kid.
2: So the episode I saw was called, like, Ghosts or Phantoms of Mars or something yeah. like that. Do you remember that one?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I know that title. I couldn't tell you what happened in that episode.
2: I was told it was the very best Tom That's Baker a lot of episode. Love, uh, yeah. uh,
0: we our, didn't... our friend Jimmy Z could tell you what happens in every episode of Doctor Who.
1: Dan slots like that, too. Yeah.
0: We didn't get cable
1: until I was 14, so there were lots of things that were on PBS that I would see as I was flipping through the four channels that we got whenever I was a child. I definitely saw bits and pieces of old Dr. Who, not knowing what the fuck it was, and then years
0: later, whenever the internet. Yeah, see, I remember I remember sort of moments from old Dr. Who's. And I'd watch them at night all the I mean, every night I'd watch Dr. Who, but I don't remember many of the storylines. But I remember like episodes... Uh, there's an episode where these Cybermen are doing, you know, the Cybermen are up to no good, and this kid jumps on the back of a Cyberman. and He has like a little gold medallion and he scrapes it into the Cyberman's battery pack or whatever, and it kills him, but the kid dies at the same time. And I remember being uh, horrified that that kid. Does
2: Doctor Who bring the kid back to life?
0: No, I think that kid was out of the show at that point, or at least I didn't see any more episodes with that kid. Mm. Doctor Who's not an angel; he can't bring people. Well, I guess he can in the new stuff, right? He can bring people back to life.
2: I don't know what he is.
0: Um. I think it's funny that you were horrified that one child died in an episode of Doctor Who, but
1: children that were alive when the prequels happened got to watch Anakin slaughter every Jedi
2: child. You yeah, well, we didn't get great. to watch
0: it, and we saw a little bit He's of it. Grown up? What you haven't watched the episode of Anakin killing people? He
2: doesn't kill him. You don't see it. He turns on his lightsaber and the little Cindy Lou who is there and he's like, eh. and then they cut away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I'm pretty sure we know he killed him. The, yeah. It, you didn't see it on a, it's funny. Um, the other day uh, I walked upstairs on May the 4th and I said something about Anakin. Uh, I, I must've been cold cause I had my hoodie on and Cindy said something about, you know, looking like a, Cultist or something. And I said, I think I'm trying to do my Anakin Skywalker, walking into that Temple of the Children. Routine. The Temple of Children. The and Temple kid, of
2: Children about to be. And my kid instantly just goes,
0: "Oh yeah, this!" And he had on his phone that scene, but only when Anakin turns on the lightsaber, it cuts to this dude like in a ball pit with like a foam weapon, just hitting kids and throwing <laughs> them across. <ball. laughs> he hits kids and they're spinning and flying, and it was the funniest thing. But, but he is just waiting had that he, queued up on his phone, right? He was waiting
2: show. for the perfect time yeah. to show you. There was a movie I saw. I remember watching it at my grandma's house. It was a horror movie, and it was about aliens or something who would put people in a chamber where a needle came down, a really slow-moving needle that would inject the back of their neck, and then they would become evil or under the control of the aliens, that's and, called uh
0: that movie's called Invasion of the Needlenecks. Is
2: it really? Are you no. fucking with me?
0: I'm fucking with you.
2: But I've always wanted to watch that movie because we had to leave early because my parents had no interest in they had, they did not care if I finished watching the movie or not. It was time to go.
0: All right. So anybody who knows what that movie is, you know, tell us so that Kyle can watch it. Please do. When I was
1: a um a kid my in the summers the dollar theater by independent center would play like weird children's movies for, I guess, for a dollar in the middle of the day, like matinees, but they were movies that weren't normal. They weren't even like late run. They were just things that had never run. So we got like strange Canadian made for TV movies and stuff. I had all these strange memories. Like when when I would describe them, even a few years later, nobody knew what the fuck I was talking about. But one of my favorites was the peanut butter solution.
2: Uh, <laughs> I've heard a lot about the peanut butter solution, <laughs> which
1: I may have just, dis- I may have discussed it on the show before, but it is about a child so. that gets scared in a ghost, like a haunted house so badly that his hair falls out. And then he finds like a book in the library that is a magic. It's like a potion made out of peanut butter that will make your hair regrow and it works, but the hair doesn't ever stop growing. So by the end of the movie, it's growing faster so, and faster. And he has so to it's be like, in, like a real hair machine. Yeah. Um, and there's a, the, does the ghost a side
0: enter back into the story.
1: What? Does the ghost enter back into the story? I don't even know that I don't remember the ghost part being a big deal. I know that whatever scared him at the beginning, which may not have even been a ghost, there's a there's a bad guy at the end that has him in, in like a thresher that's cutting his hair as it grows faster. But the best character in the movie is the like kinda dirty best friend character who wants pubic hair and he hasn't gone through puberty yet. So he puts the peanut butter solution on his on his genitals, and then he at one point he walks out of his bedroom, and there's hair coming out the bottom of his pajama pants, like it's growing. Down. It's like,
2: Man.
1: this is a like really
0: weird movie. thing to put in a kids movie.
2: Yeah, I feel like. Did you get it?
0: Makes me understand where you come from now, Dennis. Because <laughs> of my hair. Yeah. Oh. Huh. What we don't see off camera, whenever Dennis ducks out, he's putting shit in his hair. <laughs>
2: Colin, oh, what was uh, what was the first comic you bought?
0: Well, well again, you said it
2: wasn't the first comic I mean, you bought. This yeah.
0: definitely wasn't the first comic because I remember reading older issues of uh, of X-Men and stuff like that because I can picture the house where I was sitting when I read these comics. And I can I know exactly where I was sitting when I read this book. Uh, and I was living in Newton Grove, North Carolina. Um, and I remember sitting on the floor of my room. Surrounded by uh, Mago action figures because I was really big fan of the, the Mago superheroes.
2: Which oh, the superheroes? Okay. Yeah. Did yeah. you watch? It, did you watch that documentary, "The Toys That Made Us," about the Mago? No. Oh, so you didn't see the sleazy, uh, manipulative guys that made those toys to get your money? <laughs> no. You should watch it.
0: Yeah. No. Uh, I loved those toys when I was a kid. Loved them. I had mostly superheroes. I had Conan, and I had a bunch of the Star Trek guys too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember being on the floor surrounded by them, and I had a pile of comic books and I'd gotten this at the grocery store and it was, uh, Avengers number one fifty four, and, uh, and that book, uh, it was one of the, it's one of the ones I credit to, you know, thank God comic book stores came along because it was part one of a, of a, of a story arc. Mm-hmm. The next issue was like in super, super villain team up number, whatever. It was a crossover. Yeah, so my store didn't have that. So I never knew what happened. And in this book, uh, the Atlanteans, led by Atuma, they have this big plan that they're going to capture the Avengers and make the Avengers fight Namor to distract him while they go off and do something else. It's awful.
2: It's Atuma? Atuma,
0: yeah. He's this big orca. orca I'm
2: trying – I've been trying to figure out a question to ask you to get you to say it's not a Tuma, oh, but yeah, I, no, but a- I <laughs> couldn't. But I couldn't. I couldn't put it together. You
0: can't it. <laughs> but anyway, a Tuma sends this guy named uh, Tyrak the Treacherous, and he's like this big Atlantean. He has a headband with bat wings on it, and he wears glasses that look like Gargoyle sunglasses. Did you, did, but didn't you dig out the comic? I've got it right here. I, I well, why I, don't you show us instead of just No, I don't have it. the comic. I bought it. I bought the PDF or the digital. Oh. Um, so because I can't dig through all those boxes of comics. Okay. Um. So anyway, um. He comes in and he fights the Avengers, and I think Anton will be able to throw up some images or something, hopefully, of what some of these. Comics. If
2: you If you send them to him,
0: yeah, he fights the Avengers. Anton fights the Avengers? uh, Tyrak, the terrible, treacherous fights the Avengers.
2: (laughs) That's the guy with the bad ears? Yes. Okay.
0: As a kid, I thought he killed the Avengers. I thought that because he like uh, Iron Man jumps at him and he grabs Iron Man's uh, repulsor thing in his chest and rips it out. And the caption read, Without his battery pack, Iron Man, Iron Man is as good as dead. But dead was in big, bold letters. So I was like, Iron Man's dead. <laughs> and then, he, and then he, uh, he sprays the wasp with like some uh, insect repellent, and she falls. And I was like, he killed the wasp with seven dust. And, uh, and Yellow Jacket comes and catches the wasp before she hits the ground, and he grabs them both and crushes them in his fist. And I was like, he just crushed Yellow Jacket and the wasp. And then he knocks a building down on Captain America. And, uh, I thought Captain America was dead and beast. This was the most horrifying part for a kid who really wasn't (laughs) reading the book that well. He was just flipping through and (laughs) beast runs away. He leaves. (laughs) And I was like, beast just abandoned his friends to death and destruction. (laughs) But, uh, I never read the second issue for years. I didn't, I mean, obviously I knew the Avengers didn't die eventually, but, uh, it's. I thought they died in that issue, and it was awful. It was. It was traumatizing to young, uh, to young Cullen.
2: When did you finally read this, the next issue?
0: Oh, who knows? Years and years later. I mean, I I wasn't getting books in uh, in you know in any kind of chronological order sure. for a long time. But it is a book that I have. Uh, CGC graded, I have a, a copy of it CGC graded uh, in the other room because I, it, it, that book meant so much to me, and I probably have two or three copies in comic book boxes in the closet over there.
2: What, what grade does your CGC have?
0: It's not, uh, it's probably like a low nine, I can't remember, it's, it's like a low nine, That's I think so I could pull it out, and it could be a six or seven, but I think, because it's not a key issue or anything, I think it had a little bit higher grade on some of those but it's probably like a 9.1 or something so not a great but not bad colin would brag to his friends in high school that he owned the
1: last issue of the avengers
2: yeah <laughs>
0: guys I, <am> the <laughs> last issue.
2: I had a there was a kid who bought like a a reprint of the first appearance of dr octopus and he would always brag about it And we had a school carnival one day as a fundraiser and it was just on the playground. It was shitty, but there was a game where you could throw a ring onto these two liter bottles of soda. And if you got on there, you won the bottle of soda. And I was really good at it. And with no foresight at all, I won like 12 two liter bottles of soda. Um, but I had to walk home. And so this kid, uh, his name was Greg. He said, well, if you give me a bottle of soda, I'll help you carry that home. No, it was He didn't help me carry it home. It was just to give him a bottle of soda. He's like, you give me one or two of those. I'll give you my Dr. Octopus comic. And I was like, that's a great deal. And so I let him have the two bottles of soda, but he never produced the Dr. Octopus comic, even after many times of reminding him. And I learned a valuable lesson. Uh, I ended up putting the bottles in a box and kicking it, like, pushing it with my feet because I couldn't lift it many blocks home. And this other kid came by, and he tried to steal some of them, and I bit him on the arm. (laughs) And he ran out. Quite
0: a (laughs) tail. Wow. Did you guys – you guys are too young to have collected glass bottles to turn in for deposit money, right? We did it when I was little. Okay. I I didn't do it. I didn't do it imagining you carrying all those bottles reminded me, I used to take the wagon down the road and uh, I'd just pick up glass bottles and then wheel them to the grocery store and sell them for 10 cent a piece.
2: I should have taken a wagon to that carnival.
0: You should have. You didn't know you were going to win a
1: ridiculous amount of liquid. I, I did the same thing when I was a senior. My mom took me on a senior trip March of my senior year. So I missed like two and a half weeks of senior year because it was cheaper. And that's how my mom's mind worked. Uh, but she had bought me a rolling duffel bag. At the time, like rolling uh, luggage technology had gotten to a place where they had duffel bags where they had wheels on the back. But they had not yet figured out that if you're going to drag something heavy with wheels, it needs to have an extended arm, no matter what it's shaped like, or it runs into your fucking ankle. And we got a bunch of, we got pushed on our plane and got a bunch of air, airline vouchers. And they didn't, they only worked at the, airline owned restaurants and kiosks. So we couldn't spend most of them. And right before we got on the plane, I found a place that sold Snapples and Snapple was really big, but it was still in the glass bottles. So I spent all of our vouchers on the Snapple and I filled my bag with it. (laughs) So we get to London several hours later. And uh, my mom doesn't believe in paying for taxi cabs when you can just walk a mile and a half. And so we're walking like half a mile uphill at one point. I'm dragging this fucking bag that has 12 glass bottles of Snapple in it on top of my luggage. And I threw some sort of hissy fit. My mom still tells the story where I kicked the bag and threw it over and said, fuck it, I'm leaving it here and marched up the hill. So for a while, she had to drag my stupid bag full of Snapple. Because <laughs> yeah, liquid is heavy. Yeah. So if you have to move a
0: lot yes. of soda or beer or Snapple, mm-hmm. it's heavy. Kyle, what comic do you you want to talk about?
2: Uh, So I used to – my mom used to take me to Liberty Sound and Video to rent a movie or a video game. And then we'd go to Green Hills on the way home, and I'd get a two-liter of Dr. Pepper. And that's where I first started getting comics on the the spinner rack there. But the first one I bought was this one right here. It's Marvel Comics Presents – Number awesome. Number 93. And these were flip books. So one side is Cable and Ghostwriter, the unlikely duo. And this side is Wolverine.
0: Which cover but, pulled you in? Which of those two covers?
2: I don't know. I don't remember. Probably both of them because, mm-hmm. you know, I got like – I was given like two bucks and I could pick out whatever. So I was probably like, oh, that's cool. Uh, I think the Sam Keith probably got me more than this did. However, the story in this – it starts in with Wolverine going through Canada and he finds that some construction site has begun doing work in his beloved homeland. And then he gets into a fight with these construction workers and then he takes off all their clothes and hangs them upside down. Like the predator. Uh Uh-huh. He is like the predator. Uh, and then he gets, he sees this, uh, beaver and he gets really nostalgic (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, <laughs>
0: of course he does <laughs> as he drips,
2: so here this is good as he drifts off to sleep here he is looking off to the side and he sees it <laughs> and he goes to sleep and he begins to remember the first time he came up to canada uh, which was long ago, and here he is. That's him Uh, in the snow. It's now, I thought this was awesome, and I must have gone back. I didn't know when comics came out. I didn't know they were monthly or weekly or what. I think I went back the next week with my mom, and they had the next issue with this awesome Sam Keith cover. That is awesome. Uh, and this, he did the other one too. So the problem with the Ghost Rider story was – this part hooked me. I won't get into what it's about, but I was hooked. And then this one, I was like, that's awesome. Then the very next issue they didn't have, I never got it, but that was the conclusion of the ghostwriter story. However, let's get back to this. So here he is. He's fighting a bear in the snow. And then he's trying to help this native American who's fighting a bear. Uh, But what ends up happening and he doesn't have claws. He has these, like, 9-inch or 13-inch knives that he calls his claws. But then the bear stands up, and it's got this, oh like, terrible belly situation. And uh, he fights it in the snow. And what I realized recently, not not today, but within the last few years, um, the book that I drew a few years ago, Spread, is about a guy with pointy hair in the snow with two axes who fights creatures like bears that uh-huh. have like, big, terrible stuff in their bellies. Uh, I didn't write spread, um, but I thought that was interesting. Anyway, the bear throws him onto this pointed thing, which I, I didn't understand Wolverine. I didn't know that Wolverine had a healing factor. So same thing. I thought, oh my God, that guy's dead. That's crazy. And then uh, some like Wizard of Oz style analogs for the construction workers appear, but they're dressed as traders and uh, they try to scalp Wolverine so they can trade in his his scalp for money. And then this guy gets stabbed, which, I mean, that guy, he didn't know his day was going to go that way. It's harsh. Anyway, then he saves the native American and they come to get him. And then it's continued again. And then I didn't get the next issue. I did end up getting the next one and there's like a giant, like mutant worm that comes out of the ground that he fights. But these two issues I have very fond memories of. And whenever these aren't the ones like mine were beat up. I got these later because anytime I see these in a 50 cent box, I will buy the hell out of them. But I'm going to keep talking the story that finished right before this one started. I found Mm -hmm. out later was another Wolverine story with all these awesome Sam Keith covers. And it's the one with cyber. The first one with cyber.
0: Where, oh yeah. yeah uh, and I love and, the way Sam Keith drew cyber. He yeah. Awesome, really cool.
2: And so here's cyber and Wolverine. However, I didn't know what that was. So when I found all these, probably within the last 10 years, I was like, Oh my God. Cause it was exactly what got me into comics. It was exactly the same flavor. And I love that when you can find that pure stuff that's exactly like what you loved, but and it's just new to you. And uh, also while I was digging, I did find Marvel Comics 100, which to me has a hilarious scene where Doctor Doom, it explains that Doctor Doom has a, an amazing suit that regulates his temperature, that he never needs to leave his suit or do anything but it starts by showing him sleeping in bed with a blanket on
0: <laughs> that's awesome
2: <laughs> that's It's all the got. comfort of home
1: it's not so much for temperature
2: mm-hmm. this is a weird issue too you can tell sam keith was trying to draw a lot of pages in a month
1: <clears throat> it's funny that thing you were saying about that seeping into your head and it coming out and spread it's weird how that works. Uh, there's a racing scene at the beginning of Gearhead number one <clears throat> that I just wrote a racing scene. Didn't think anything of it. Wasn't a big deal in the issue. It's just, it's like the cold open. And a few years later, I was watching television and Stand By Me came on. And there's a racing scene in that where hmm. Keith for Sutherland beats his friends because he makes, he like, there's an oncoming truck or something. And Keith for Sutherland's car is a convertible that looks almost exactly like shelby's car and that scene plays out beat for beat exactly the way oh, the racing scene like without the truck but like the car looks the same he zips around and then it pushes in on his face and he says i win which is exactly what i did in the comic and huh. i saw stand by me probably 30 times when i was a kid so i'm sure that just like oh yeah. yeah
2: there's an issue of spawn like issue 51 or 52 that I hadn't looked at in 20 years. And same thing with this, when I was doing spread, like a whole bunch of that imagery, I just was like, Oh yeah, this is the stuff I like. Uh, it's weird. And Colin does it all the time, probably with himself. He writes so much stuff.
0: I he do. probably, I'm only inspired by my previous work. Uh-huh. And Legion of Monsters. And, and Dennis Hopeless's Legion of Monsters. Um, Which I did. It, while sorting through my comics uh, the other day, or I mean, it's been a few weeks now, or I would have had my Avengers number 154. Um, I did find my Legion of Monsters floppies and I uh, put them right back in the box.
2: But I put she... them
0: back in the keep box. Oh, well, thank you.
1: It's the first so... thing I ever got paid to write
2: Legion of Monsters.
1: Le- yeah, Legion of Monsters number one, and the first quarter of X-Men season one, I wrote the same month, but I wrote Legion of launches first. So
2: our, our friend, Josh Roberts uh, sent me this hardcover. Uh, He, he took all the issues of spread, all the floppies, and he had somebody bind it together.
0: That was done. That was done by Omaha bound, by the way, way uh, our buddy, Tim Benson at Omaha bound did that. I'm sure. So if you are looking to get some books bound in amazing fashion, Like Kyle's going to show you here, Tim Benson's the guy to reach out to.
2: Here's my pointy haired guy in the snow with a monster that he's about to fight. Um, But yeah, this is amazing and it looks really cool. I might do this myself.
0: I do it with a lot of my stuff, Uh, both my books that I've written and uh, my collection. And Legion of Monsters, did you do it with that? It's too short to do a a single buy. I mean, I don't, you know, it's only, what, four issues. So no, I won't be doing that. You could just do a Dennis Hopeless collection where you
1: put all your favorite story arcs from my books. That <laughs> That's a good inspire idea. inspire you.
0: Wait, let go in my room. Yeah.
2: Children about that. Uh, yeah. One more thing I found, which was this dark horse comic virus. Um, they made a movie with Jamie Maybe Lee it? Curtis. Yeah. There's a movie. And I remember in wizard magazine, they were like, it's based on this comic. And so when I saw this, this happens a lot. When I, I saw this in a fifty cent box, I was like, "Oh, that's that! I always wanted that as a kid, so I need it." But I will often buy these like indie comics that used to be hot and now they're not. Remember Oz? That came out in like nineteen ninety seven. Not the one that Scotty did. It was like a dark oh, version.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah.
2: And the the pumpkin head guy had like a scythe on the cover. That was a uh, was
0: that by uh, caliber comics maybe. Maybe.
2: Same thing. Right era. I have it now because I found it for yeah, but...
0: anyway, well, Mike, a dollar. Yeah. Anyway, Mike Plug. Memorable comics. I do love Mike Plug art. I have a set of Mike Klug trading cards somewhere in a box.
2: Yeah, that guy's amazing. I like he did, he did the storyboards for The Thing. Is that right? I could be wrong.
0: Oh, I don't know about that. Maybe he's able to say.
2: I don't think it's impossible to say.
0: Yeah, that was the truth. All right.
1: I was thinking about the one earlier, though, like when you would get comics as a kid and you didn't know something, you had to just not know it unless you could find more comics. Because most of the time when I got them, my mom would go to Sam's Club and uh, buy me those collected boxes that were just... I'm sure they were just... Shops didn't sell a bunch of issues that week, so they packed them up and sold them for cheap. Mm -hmm. But they were never... like consecutive, and I could never get the next ones because they were all six months old. So but I had yeah, a lot of single issues.
2: And it, that's That was what was fun, I think, about then you'd, you'd talk to a friend who had different issues, and they would be able to tell you the stories. Uh, but we talked last time about um, not dressing out for gym class, and I feel like that was a lot of the talk when we were sitting on the sidelines. We'd be that's like, fine.
0: oh. yeah. I was just thinking when uh when spider-man got his black suit i was in gym class not dressed out and i was reading uh secret wars and if you remember uh so secret wars was a 12 issue series but in the other comics that were supposed to be tying into it they just jumped it ahead to what happened after secret wars so the next issue of spider-man he was in that black suit and uh and I remember a friend bringing that issue going, look at this. And I was like, what is going to happen in secret wars that he gets this crazy black suit? <laughs> and was, uh, Cause I loved secret wars as a kid, but I don't, uh, you know, I wasn't reading Spider-Man like my buddy was, but he was keeping up on all that stuff.
2: Yeah. I had a buddy who would always bring in the lead up to the death of Superman. And that's how I got to see that stuff.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: how did you guys get out of dressing out in gym class? I ain't
2: gonna do
0: it. You can't make is, me.
2: Um, I just didn't do it, and then I got like a D.
0: Well, I must have done it more than you did because uh, I did not get a D. I, uh, I but well, we had a certain number of dress like we had a certain number of we cannot dress out a certain number of times, and it wouldn't affect your grade.
2: Also, I'm just lumping that in. It might be that they were playing basketball. Like, it's a free day. So, for our free day, we sat on the bleachers and talked about bullshit. I remember once with my friend Justin, when we had to run the mile, he and I would just slowly run and talk about bullshit like that. Uh, And then,
0: uh, when when I was in sixth grade, I don't know how you guys did your school, but we I, and I'm sure I've told this story before. Maybe I know I've told it before, but I think I probably told it on Missouri swagger. Uh, we were, we were divided into s- smartness categories. Um, Is that like, true? Yeah, we had, it was, it was six, one. Those were the smartest kids, six, two, six, three, and that's six crazy. Four. And that's uh-huh. what it was called. Six, one through four. What's for and, you? Well, I guess you're going to get to it. I am getting to it. So, in order to put us in these categories, they tested us like at the beginning of the school year. That's and around. it was only based on math and I've never been a math guy. So they immediately put me in six, four <laughs> uh, because my math sc- skills weren't that great. And I don't know, a few weeks in the class, I was basically, I was like getting more than a hundred percent on everything. Cause we had extra credit and I was just, they were like, something's wrong. This kid's not supposed to be in this class. So they, they said, Okay, we're gonna move you out and out. So they moved me to six two, which is where I was supposed to be.
2: You skipped six three.
0: Yeah. But they so they moved me to six two, but for some reason they couldn't put me in oh, they wanted to put me in like a more of a one on one math situation so I could have a teacher who was decent and could get me up to speed on math. But because they did that, I couldn't take Jim with the other sixth graders in six two. So instead I took Jim with all the ninth graders. Oh no. Ooh, fuck. Yeah. The difference between a sixth grader and a ninth grader is astronomical. I mean, these were they look like giants.
2: Did they have pubic hair coming out of the bottom of their pants?
0: I'm sure they did. I don't know. They may have done the peanut butter deal solution. peanut butter solution but anyway so i was the only sixth grader in a class full of ninth graders in gym and they wouldn't let me sit out they made me do gym with them every time and they all adopted me as their little mascot i was uh, they gave me a different name
2: were you scrappy would
0: you say you were scrappy a, a scrappy kid but i was i was i was scared at first and then i became a little more scrappy um were you mouthy to them no but i'll tell (laughs) you i'll tell you why they liked me we did this uh tournament you know we had four basketball hoops and we Uh did this tournament where you had to run around and you were trying to beat the other team and everybody in your team had to get a basket in all four of the the baskets and they got to me at the they put me at the end of the team like we'll just motor through this on our team and then cullen who's Three feet shorter than the rest of us, we, <laughs> he can just have all the time he needs to do it. And uh, and we went around, and I did need a lot of extra time. But the other team was catching up, and I finally got the basket. And they put me on their shoulders and carried me around the gym. Uh, they didn't again, and then they didn't. They never called me Cullen. They called me Byron for some reason. Mm-hmm. So if I were to somehow find my sixth like grade little book, little, little
2: Lord Byron,
0: yeah, you see all these people signing it to Byron. Um, I wonder why. I wonder why they called you Byron. I, I can't remember, but I know they called me Byron. But the great thing was, during that time, this, there was these 7th graders who were picking on me and all my friends. I mean, and they were being vicious to us. Like, we were – we, like, didn't want to leave the lunchroom. We had to watch out. If they showed up, they'd throw us out of line. They were just the most vicious kids. Were they 6'3"? No, the 7th graders weren't, but they were just mean, bully No, kids. I mean, what? how stupid were they? I mean – Oh, I, I don't know. They, they were probably, when I think back on the bullies in school, they were, they were not dumb kids. They were the smarter kids who were the bullies to us. Um, and, uh, but I remember them bugging me. They were all up on us one day, uh, accosting us. And my ninth grade friend, Rufus, who was tall for a ninth grader, came up and he's like, are you guys messing with Mr. Bunn? And they were all like, "What?" And he said, "If I ever see you talk, if I ever see you so much as talk to him or his friends again, you're going to have the worst day you've ever had." And they never bothered us again because they were terrified of Rufus and the ninth graders. Um, Rufus went on to manage the arcade in our mall and offer sage advice to us kids. Like like what? I remember. I remember remember when I was like 16. This is we were all going to the mall and we were talking. Me and my friends were talking to this girl. And, uh, and I won't say her name. We were talking to this girl, and I remember she walked off, and Rufus was, like, standing there. There's the door that's that the, the arcade guy sits behind, you know, when people come up and my quarters. And he was looking at us like this, and he was just going. <laughs> so we went up. And I was like, what do you say? And he says, some girls aren't worth chasing. And then he just walk away, and that was his sage advice. And he was telling us, leave her alone. And she wasn't worth it. And Rufus was probably right. Um, but yeah, so he worked in, after he graduated high school, he worked in the arcade and we'd see him in the arcade all the time. Did he give you the name Byron? He was one of them that gave me the name Byron, but... Uh,
2: I feel like a guy named Rufus would think that the name Colin is a little highfalutin.
0: Maybe. But Rufus that, was like the popular, he was like one of the most popular, he was like the, he was gregarious and everybody loved Rufus. He was the guy that, all the other ninth graders look to as like, he's like the leader, one of the leaders of the pack. So he might've yeah. given me that name. Maybe so. So there you go. And that will be my Missouri swagger story. It good. It oh, a good, it's a good story. story. Because I don't have any others right now.
2: <laughs>
0: all, right. All, right. all right. That's an episode. Thanks folks. Dennis. Thank you. Would you please tell everybody about the next episode and what it will be? We're gonna we're gonna make it better. And I
1: normally mm-hmm. we're gonna do better next time is a joke because I feel like we're not. But having gone back, we did get better over time. So we might get very incrementally better next time.
2: The next episode you watch, if you watch all these episodes, is the lost episode. Yeah, it's two episodes old it's, oh, it's, from, the it's yes. from the past it's from the ne- past it's never aired it's the mis- It's like Dark Shadows there's a missing something, episode did we say
0: something we weren't supposed to in that episode And that's no what? he just had them misnumbered oh but I like that we say did you guys watch The Fly 2 with Eric Stoltz and he's turning he's turning into The Fly and his girlfriend comes in and she's like you're getting worse and he goes yeah I'm getting better but really he's mutating that's what I feel <laughs> like we're doing yes We have something that gets added somewhere. I don't know. I'll be right back. Oh my God. <laughs>